0: Welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard, like the many-eyed Argus of Greek mythology, constantly staring. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi, I'm your host as I usually am, and sometimes I'm not, but you know, when when that's the case, I'm not telling you about it. Uh, with me this week, we have one fantastic usual co-host and one amazing fill-in co-host. I'm going to introduce the fill-in first because he's doing us a big favor by being here. It's Mitch. Hey, Mitch.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Well, uh, you know. I'm finally in my own place, so yeah, it's good for me. How about you?
1: Uh, not too bad. Just um, another unsuccessful mountain run in Dragon Soul, uh, yes. which is ironic because it sucks the soul out of me. Um, but okay. otherwise, good.
0: All right. Also with us, because as she herself said earlier, she's always here. Although next week she'll be here
2: at a different time. But Anne Stickney, Anne, what are you up to? Um, Not a whole lot. The Dragon Souls have consumed you. Mitch. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Mitch is filling in today because Alex is out because Alex is having construction right next to his home. So doing any kind of recording is problematic at best. I figured I should fill the people in so they know. I wanted it to be a mystery. Yeah. What happened to Alex? We'll never know. God. We'll never know. He may or may not. I be back. replaced him. <laughs> no, you did not. Which is wearing him like a suit. Because that that's... would be terrifying, frankly. Oh. I have ascended! <laughs> Why did Mitch just explode? I don't know, man. Yeah. So just I told happens. him that Mitch Watch was a reality and he just couldn't handle it. But what?
1: What?
0: <laughs> yeah, we we started a site called Mitch Watch. We, we just have a camera set up in your house. We didn't talk
1: about that. Oh, that's... Look up.
0: To the left. To the left. That's to the left. Not
1: quite what i expected out of uh, mitch watch but well we have to watch you um, all the
2: time <laughs> anyway, it's uh, like big week. brother only much less exciting oh, well because <laughs> there's only also, one of you and also <laughs> a stranger's gonna
0: throw him in a pool that's gonna be pretty exciting
2: yeah eventually a canadian stranger's going to show yeah. up and say mitch it's, it's time, time. <laughs> high noon
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's right should I we commit- call you
2: mcrossy now <laughs> Oh, no, that
0: sounds like the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> He's back for a limited time, the Rossi.
2: <laughs> but alright. He's not- just there to throw you in the pool and then he disappears into the ether. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he came, he left. I exist outside of time. It's <laughs> always time for
0: pooling. Uh,. All right. Seriously, though, we should probably talk about the top stories in the world of Blizzard. Um, since you guys just mentioned one that I didn't get, and I think that that's probably an important one to talk about, let's talk about this banning and suing thing.
2: Oh, yeah. Um. So, Blizzard is... See, you would mention this when I don't have the post, like, right in front of me. <laughs> there, Blizzard, like, is Blizz- basically... Blizzard has had enough of people cheating in Overwatch, and they made it very clear when Overwatch launched that they were they had they were they had like a zero tolerance policy for cheating in Overwatch. So basically you cheat, you get banned, and you're done forever. Um and recently Blizzard decided, you know what, banning's not really doing enough. So like they went after um they filed a lawsuit against Bossland, who's apparently the company that's manufacturing this cheat thing that people are using in Overwatch. Um
1: and I think it, it kind of, I want to say it helps like shows where people are on the maps and generally does stuff that shouldn't be allowed and definitely gives them an advantage. And I right, guess-
2: it shows you where your allies are at and where the enemies are at and even, you know, like when you can't see them on screen, it'll show them and it shows what their health is and all this other stuff. You know, it's stuff that's not in the actual built-in HUD and that's because it's not supposed to be. Um, yeah, and people and, that have been using this thing have been banned
1: and I permanently. Guess
2: these, permanently. These let have... me let me let me stress this: if you get banned from Overwatch, you are banned forever. It doesn't matter if you buy another copy of the game; you're done. <laughs> you really don't want to cheat in Overwatch because you know you do that and you're done. So, yeah,
0: um, they're apparently claiming millions lost in this lawsuit. So they're not messing around. They're the Blitz also,
1: I think, taken these people to court before for, you know, hacks in their other games. Yeah, they have. Um, but yeah, they are really, really serious about not cheating in Overwatch.
2: I mean, this is like, this is one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I don't know how successful they're going to be because Bossland is apparently based in Germany. So this is one oh. of those international lawsuit type things and who knows how that's going to work exactly but yeah, you could deal with the EU courts and so forth. But yeah, yeah, they pretty much I mean they pretty much claimed and they went as far as to suggest that Bossland release because they released that hack within days of the game's actual official release, they were attempting to destroy or irreparably damage the game itself. Which I don't think is like too far out of the ordinary to claim because really when you release something like that it ruins the game it ruins the game for everybody that's playing it so yeah we don't know what's going to happen with that or if anything probably take a long time it's going to take a while it always takes a while for things like this but we will keep an eye on it and watch it as we do yes
0: but that's you know just one of many things happening. Um, although it certainly is interesting. Uh, in heroes this week, um, we just got the video preview for Goldon? Yeah, yeah. yeah is
1: that correct?
2: Yeah. yeah that's, that's and if you amazing. play if you play a war warlock in uh, World of Warcraft, Goldon is going to look really familiar to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's he's cool looking. Um he has so he has life tap, which the video even mentions. If you play a warlock in World of Warcraft, you may recognize this.
2: And you should. It's,
1: <laughs> it's exactly how life tap works. Um the the thing behind that though is you don't actually regen mana naturally as Gul'dan in Heroes of the Storm. No. So you have to use life tap to gain your mana back.
2: And then you uh, use drain life to get your health
1: back. Exactly. And drain life can be used on heroes or minions. Um and so you kind of play a balancing game with him. You, you know, life tap to get mana, then you drain life to get health.
2: Which and sounds kind of do... fun, really.
1: Yeah, it, it seems really cool. Um, he also has like a, I don't know what it's called, like a fell wave, essentially. Um, I think it's, it's actually... called
2: fell wave or something like that. Fell flame.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's actually really similar if you've played or seen Medivh uh, in Heroes. It's actually really similar to that because it's a kind of conal AoE with a short cooldown. Um, and he just he can shoot it forward against minions or heroes. Corruption
2: uh, looks pretty cool. Oh,
1: yeah. That was the last one. Uh, Corruption is his last one. And like the Warlock spell, it's a dot. But it's a little different. And I'm actually... Kind of interested to see if this ever makes its way into WoW in some
2: form or another, because um, kinda... instead of like dotting him directly or dotting the enemy directly, you lay out like three circles in a row on the ground, and if anybody steps in that circle or is in that circle, they get hit with corruption. If but they run stacks. through more, yeah, it stacks. So if you're running away and Goldon pops down one of these things and you run through all three of those circles, you're gone.
1: Yeah, which um, is really...
2: which is neat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, it does, the other it thing... seems like an ability
0: that would be more useful for PvE content, though, because in PvP, you'd think people wouldn't run through the circles. But what do
2: I know? Well, I mean, Heroes is well, all that's... PvP, yeah. so, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, you'd be surprised. Like, there are a lot of abilities with Heroes just in general where I'm like, oh, that's not gonna, that's not going to work. But they do because, you know, people aren't always the fastest at reacting or you kind of corner them in some way. Um, and it when it does work really well oh my god it's amazing and this is going to be one of those things where if you can hit someone with three of those oh man
2: yeah but we have we also have Orielle coming don't we well wait hold yeah. up because the other thing that goldon has horrendous. yeah the other thing that goldon has that i think is kind of unique because i don't know if anybody does anybody else have a fear effect or is he the first one you I'm
1: pretty sure he's the first one. I mean, they're Because 'Cause he's got
2: horrify and that it it works just like a fear and wow. It's like a it's like a fear bomb type thing, fear, right? Yeah, everybody everybody goes running. Oh, that and would be actually
0: work well with his corruption ability then. If yeah. you're out of control of your character and can't control which way
2: you go, you might run through all three Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's like
2: or if everybody's on the core, you slap down one of those, they, there's, they're there's gone. There's
1: always one of those, like, with every new hero, there's always an ability that I'm like, wow, there's no way someone else is going to take the other one. And I feel like this is one of those situations because, at least in competitive mode, the ability to fear bomb a team, especially on the objective-based maps like right. uh, Cursed Hollow, right. it's it's going to be way, way strong. Um because it's, I mean, it's only like one or two seconds, but still, in if you watch, it doesn't this matter. Video, it gets
2: them away and it, it gets interrupts away, whatever they were doing.
1: And it spreads them out. Like if you watch the video, they run in all different directions. Um, I it. I can't tell exactly if it's random or if it's, like, you do a 180 and run in the other direction, but it's it's a fear bomb, and it looks really, really effective.
2: I for, could see that uh, having some interesting synergy, though, where, like, you cast oh, the yeah. fear bomb, they go out, you cast that, uh, you have the other hero. Which one is the one that pulls everybody in?
1: Uh... Ooh. Who, oh well, there's—I mean—you have stitches who can hook people.
2: No, 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 no. There's one where it like pulls everybody in, and it looks a lot like Zarya's gravity bomb type thing. Oh yeah.
1: Who uh, is that? There's actually gravity bomb, uh, Gaslow.
2: Yeah. So, so okay. So you hit him with the fear, hit him with the gravity bomb, and then have Mediv do the mass polymorph.
1: Oh god. I love, <laughs> I love mass polymorph.
2: Um, but no, it it
1: it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out because he's going
2: to play well with others is what i'm saying guldan is going to play well with others it's going to be which is really strange that's not guldan's usual mo it's not it's not but i could see him being very very useful
1: um his and his other one which is going to be useful for dealing damage but it doesn't seem like it'll be the pop the more popular pick um is like a hellfire rain of fire. It's I
2: rain think. of chaos. Rain like, of chaos. Yeah. So it's
1: it's a huge area, and like they didn't show the the little green circle that you kind of where you aim the spell. Yeah. But in the video, it looks like a, a really big area, and in a big area, you rain down you know fell meteors, and when the fell meteors land, they do a small amount of AOE. So it, it's really good, like. On the one hand, if you hit with one of those things, it's going to deal a lot of damage. On the other hand, you know, they kind of randomly drop, so there's a chance that you might not hit the enemy as much as you want. Um, but what it's going to be good for is kind of displacing enemies in a different way than fear, because they're going to be trying to run out of that Reign of Chaos. and uh like and said, you have to run
2: pretty huge. far to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: that's the big draw to that one is that the area is huge. Like I, I I'm really curious to see the actual whatchamacallit. Honestly,
2: I see everybody leaning towards Horrify.
1: I, I it's too. just too good. It's, it's just too it's,
2: good. That's
1: the thing. Reign of Chaos looks really cool, but Horrify looks better. Well Is it gonna
0: be yeah. like you think it'll be like the medieval situation where they'll just make the one of them baseline? I don't think so.
1: I know if anything they might reduce the number of heroes that can be hit by fear bomb or reduce or what they might do is because this is the first kind of fear they might add more heroes that can make
2: like uh, counter it
1: like I'm curious to see if Oriole has anything uh, she has hope yeah that can yeah um, Do we know anything about what Oriole can do yet not yet ribbon dance.
2: Ribbon dancing yes competitive ribbon dancing um as far as Gul'dan goes he's available now to play on the PTR so if you want to check him out you can certainly do so um and I recommend people do if they play heroes because he looks like he's going to be a cool and useful addition
1: yeah a lot of a lot of the heroes recently have been kind of like seemingly difficult to control like Medivh is very much he's um, tricky yeah, he's a tricky hero. You know, Tracer is on the move, kind of. She's a bit tricky. Gul'dan looks kind of like a a powerful, but still kind of newbie friendly hero, to be a honest.
2: Little, yeah, a little it's, more, it's more friendly to thing. basic peeps.
1: Yeah, his mana drain thing or life drain or whatever is going to be a little tricky to get used to. But he doesn't have anything, you know, crazy complicated about it.
2: I like that, though. I like that they've got too. that synergy thing going where it's, you know, you life tap to get the mana back. You drain life to get the, you know, it's it just that's how yeah. Shadow priests play for a while. <laughs> you remember this <laughs> where it felt like, you know, you were doing the whole you had. Well, when you had um, Devouring Plague. Mm, this, was mean, all, like, this was all this was all like did, back well, in vanilla when it healed you and it was just the Forsaken Shadow Priest and that's why we were yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. It feels kinda like that. <laughs> I remember. So I remember the days when Forsaken <laughs> Shadow Priests were so, so OP. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I started out as. Yeah. Sure. So should also
0: mention, um, really fast before we move on to anything else that there's also a a new skin for Arthas. It's a Guan Yu skin who's a figure from Chinese Uh, history mythology um so that's out there too
2: that skin is really cool looking and there's also um, a new mount is it the red hair yeah Yeah, the red hair
1: which which is is not actually a hair no it's it's a horse,
2: horse but it's the red hair like in mythology it is the red hair and there's like a lot of tails surrounding it um i just think it looks really cool i like the way that skin looks ariel is coming to heroes we don't know when but it's another new diablo hero so what do you guys think about that I think it's cool. more Diablo heroes always better. I think, <laughs> uh, although I'm, I, I'm a
0: little upset. They haven't added every single playable character from all three Diablo games as heroes yet. I want an Aiden. Yeah, I, I want like a, an Aiden. I want all the, you know, the various characters who no, I want. Deckard Kane.
2: Can we get Deckard? I, I just want oh, yeah. Decker Kane. <laughs> I want
1: a team of angels. I mean, yeah, we got now we've got Tyrael and Oriole. I, I want, either I
2: I either want Deckard Kane or Deckard Kane like, commentary track or something. Or I want Covetous Shen. I think that he would be a fun addition. <laughs> I two love of them that guy.
0: <laughs> Put the two of them together, yeah. It's <laughs> like crime, sort of, I the
1: think, think. The thing that kind of surprises me about Oriole is her different skin colors. Like, for her for her base skin and her master skin her wings don't change colors. So for me, actually, at least with the preview video, it was kind of hard to differentiate the different skin colors. Yeah. she, She has a demonic skin, uh, just like Teriel does,
2: it's really and pretty too. I like it's, it a
1: lot. It's very cool, but the colors change. Like the whole colors change, and I kind of get what Blizzard was going for and keeping her wings like this angelic white, no matter what. But it makes the skin colors feel less unique
2: to me. They're kind of so, a little lackluster.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because there's, I mean, she's an angel. Um, her wings are like her wings and ribbons are like the biggest parts of her, and the color, dif- like the colors, don't even stick out that much. Like they're not i don't know uh so that was something that was kind of interesting to me and
2: i'm curious if they'll continue with that but Oreo looks really cool and i think people are she is a support hero for people that yeah. were wondering what role she's going to play they did later clarify on twitter that she is going to be support but as far as her abilities or anything else we we don't have that inf- that information is not out there yet um no. i'm i'm presuming that we will see more about that after goldon is done with his ptr run which will they seem to be, roll the, the, these guys out one at yeah, a time. Yeah. It'll likely
1: be that he's out next week, um which would be the Next 11th. week,
2: you think that soon?
1: Yeah, the the heroes PTRs usually last about a week. Huh. And his bundle um it like the spider skin bundle or whatever. Yeah. Um it and the PTR notes it says it lasts until July 26th, which would be about two weeks, which would be up until the point where, you know, for the first two weeks, he's 15,000 gold. And then he's... so it would make sense.
0: OK, I'll tell you right now, one of the things we haven't even mentioned yet and we should move on at some point. But Spellbreaker Johanna is the best skin I've ever seen. Oh, oh, oh yeah.
2: my gosh. I absolutely love that one. So, yeah, she's got so, a blood this... elf skin. It's a Spellbreaker blood elf skin. And it's a thing of beauty.
0: Yeah. And the yeah. mace that she's using in it is even better than her normal mace, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, big all chain and everything. Volleyball Lee Ming. They they have a lot of cool stuff coming. I
2: was out. I didn't know that. Like, why volleyball? Why summer, volleyball?
1: <laughs> summer. I, I know,
0: think it's summer. because she just to work with her, like existing animations. Honestly.
2: Well, now it's uh, now it's like we've got volleyball Lee Ming. We've got Asmo Dunk, who's like all about basketball stuff. What else to, are we going to see? Are we going to see like this. linebacker Raynor or something in there? Oh god know.
1: Okay. um I, yeah um the other the other big news with relation to Goldon and Oriole and all that stuff they put out the PTR notes um and there are huge huge changes to they Zagara they just put
2: those out so yeah go ahead and explain those what is that they're, they're doing a they, lot of
1: so they have I can't remember the exact wording but they have like uh a talent polish kind of that they went through with a lot of the heroes yeah. um so a lot of the talents have been like, you know, increase the mana gained from this by this to this. Or, you know, slight slight changes. And the developer comments will just be like, hey, look at our general announcement about hero talent changes. Um, other heroes, though, Grayman got a pretty is getting a pretty big change. Zagara is actually the biggest change, though. And I'm less familiar with Zagara, but they have one of those things where at the end of the post they go through and they're like here's a chart of you know her new talent rows and which ones have been moved which ones have been removed
2: they pretty much entirely. Gave, like a total revamp
1: yeah so every so often when they do hero revamps um the, this is Zagara's changes kind of fall in that area uh there's a i mean in short check it out if if you play heroes at all just go through and look if you have, like, if there's a hero you play.
2: There's a lot of um, changes coming up.
1: Yeah. Jaina also, her Blizzard by default does three now instead and, of two. And that used to be a talent.
2: Didn't they uh, used to, uh didn't they do something with Muradin too?
1: Yeah. So this is.
2: The Dwarf uh, Toss.
1: Yeah. This is possibly more of a competitive scene thing. But Dwarf Toss used to be while you were in midair, you were immune to, like, pretty much anything, I think. Yeah. Um so competitive players especially would use that to be like, oh, they're timing, you know, they're they're stun or whatever. I'm going to leap in the air to avoid that. Yeah. Um, but Blizzard Blizzard didn't want to nerf him entirely. Like they said they wanted to buff him in all scenes except competitive. So what they did to compensate for that is he cannot be stunned while he's in the middle of the toss. Um, but when he lands, he gains resistant i forget how much but he gained some degree of resistance okay uh, so basically he's still strong when he lands but you can't use his leap to avoid mechanics that you wouldn't want <laughs> yeah it's essentially like making it so you can't
2: use the leap so basically we're going to be seeing him a lot less in tournaments is what <laughs> what i'm he, hearing well i mean he has been used like every crazy. time like yeah. every time there's always a Mernin. anyway yeah, exactly
1: also, uh, this week, um, I should mention
0: this, we're going to see another Legion developer Q&A. This one's with Craig Amai. Yeah. And it's talking about, if I understand correctly, because I was just reading it, it's talking about class halls and, you know, artifact stuff.
2: Right. The so. only thing, um, uh, Craig Amai, he, he's he's basically, he's uh, the league quest designer. So, I mean, he works on quests and stuff like that. And he has, I'm sure he has more than a passing familiarity with lore as well. But (laughs) what he's going to be answering this week, they focus, they focus these things every week on one or two aspects of Legion. And this time around, they're going to be talking about class order halls and they're going to be talking about artifact weapons. So if you have questions about either one of those two things... You should get those in.
0: <laughs> I finally, finally have been able to get the beta to run long enough to actually do stuff. Yeah. And uh, one of the yeah. things I did last night was I went out and did a quest that I'm not going to talk about really that much, but it sends you to the Exodar. And at the end of it, you unlock a new appearance for your artifact.
2: Oh, neat. So oh. I've unlocked,
0: I've unlocked the first new appearance for my artifact.
2: Now, um, which
0: class was this? This is an arms warrior.
2: Arms warrior. Okay, so cool. I,
0: I've got the, the, basically it's, it's the same model, it's not a new model but it's it's a different color. It's a kind of purple color. What actually, level were you? Uh, 103 at the time. I think I'm 104 now.
2: Okay, so you don't have to this isn't stuff. No, okay. you can you can get your
0: like the way it is right now in the beta, you can basically get all three artifacts by level 102.
2: And you can get, well, see, I'm talking about, like, the cosmetic appearance things. I didn't yeah, know if the can, appearances were something that you could get while you were leveling or if that was something that was reserved for Endgame.
0: At least some of it you can unlock while you're leveling because this is my first new appearance and I, I did it at 103.
1: Well, that's awesome. So the thing that you did, was it part of the class hall campaign, though?
0: Not exactly, although I think it is, but it's not. You don't get it in your class hall. What I ended up doing, I'll... Just for people who are playing on the beta if you want to see if you haven't done this and you want to try and find it. After you do the the first class hall order mission and get it completed and and get that quest done, go to Dalaran and go see if Kaggar has a quest for you.
2: Aha, uh-huh. Okay.
0: And when he gives we you that won't quest, spoil anything well, else, but I'm that's... not going to say what it is. Just yeah. go see if Kaggar has a quest for you. And it starts off and then it's it rapidly escalates into like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" So, yeah, when you cool. get done with that, the, the very end of that quest, lots of it's a very lore significant quest, by the way, you should definitely go see it. Um, and when you're done, you go back to your order hall with something and you set it up inside your order hall on display. And after you do that, you get an achievement and you can go unlock the appearance. Neat. So uh, did that last night. I what also, appearance was it? It's just it's the same look. It's the same model, but it's bright purple. Which weapon? A, uh strom car okay the warbreaker okay I, I haven't like checked my other artifacts to see if they also have an unlocked appearance i assume they must because i have all three that was the other thing i also uh. did i also went and, and did like all three artifact things like between 102 and 103 and you can do that now like you get them very quickly and what happens is basically the the leveling of the artifact comes from your you know the the artifact power things you get as you go, mm-hmm. and the way it's currently set up, artifact power when you when you spend it when you use the item in your bags to to, imp- to apply it to your weapon, it automatically applies to the weapon for your spec like it, whatever one you have. Yeah. So if you're an arms warrior, the artifact power will go to your arms weapon and not your fury or, or prot weapons unless you, want, you switch specs yeah, right. If to switch specs yeah. so you can use them. Okay. And then it, it applies to whichever weapon you're currently spec to use.
1: And you don't have to be at your class forge or whatever anymore. No, I, don't, I mean that that's been a change for a little while now. But yeah.
0: you can it's you spend nice. artifact power anywhere you want. If you want to spend the power actually on traits,
2: like you want to put points on your weapon, then yeah, you have to go to the hall.
0: Yeah. 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 But uh, in terms of turning those artifact power items into you know, spending them, that you can do anywhere.
2: Oh, thank goodness. They had some of the items you could do that with, and then some of them still wanted you to go to the hall. And I'm like, why do I have to go to the hall just to click this thing? Yeah. Like, I don't even have enough... I don't even have enough power here to put another point in anything, but I had to come to my hall to click these things. Yeah, that is, so I'm glad that is, they made that change. <laughs> yeah, that change is
0: cool. They also, um, I can't say how far along it is. Like, I don't know how close to fi- final it is, but they definitely have the missions thing implemented. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting in that it, it is an iteration of the one that we have in in, in uh, Dranor. It's certainly similar. But one of the things I'm noticing is that it it has a an, it basically took the ship missions, and the the regular missions and sort of combined them, because you've got characters who are like your big general types, your heroes, uh, and then you've got grunts who can go on missions together. Like you can send
2: on your uh, on your uh, if you're in the shaman class hall, they're elementals. They're like yeah. little elemental minions. <laughs>
0: yeah. For for the warriors, it's uh it's just you know, grunts, they're they're of uh, Reichel, you know, like, rawr! uh Or you've got, the right now I've got, like, I think I've got three. I've got, like, three general types, one of whom can go on missions with me. Like, she can actually show up in the world while I'm out doing stuff and be like, hey, here's some help. Uh, and the other two can't. And then I have, like, I think two or three group batches of, you know, grunts. And you can send them on missions together. And they have, like, you can get a m- mission success rate above 100%. And when uh. you do, it increases your chance to get a thing that gives you artifact power. Oh, which that's is right. great. Yeah,
2: that's good. More power is always good. So that's that's it... what Gul'dan told me anyway. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Drink. Well,
0: wow, this is actually really good. Thanks. It took me a long time. to. Oh, I also have some blood. No, I don't want that. Uh. Always lead with the blood, Gul'dan. Always lead. With Are the you blood.
2: sure I put some fruit in it? Sangria blood sangria Uh, that's
0: not not sangria (laughs) oh fine it's ecto cooler just drink it just drink it (laughs) uh,
2: ecto cooler i feel
0: like the missions at this moment they're not fully what we were told they might be but they're getting there so i don't know how final they are like i haven't but then again also i'm only like level 103 104 um so i haven't gotten to the point where i would get max level missions yet so there's that too um, once I get up there, once I actually get a chance, I, I'm hoping to, to make max level like by the end of the week. So hopefully, once I get up there, I'll get to see what the missions, how they unfold. But they're definitely interesting. They're they're not, they're not the cash generating machine that we saw in in Warlords. Quests though, quests give you a lot more gold than they used to. Yeah, quests seem to be the way to go. If you want to make money in Warlords, you're gonna to have to actually go out. I mean, in, in Legion, you go out and play it which to my mind is a huge improvement because uh, I what? would rather have I it that have way
1: to play to get oh
2: no works. not playing the game uh, gosh what do they think this is a this game this gold <laughs> dance doing so, yeah. <laughs> once
0: uh, i i definitely am looking forward to the question and answer this week because i want to like see people touch on stuff like you know if they if they're happy with how artifacts are gained at this point if they've if they've locked down the how artifact power is going to work and the the various artifact traits and so forth.
2: And if you have any questions for the Q&A, you need to either post them on the official forum thread or you can actually submit questions via Twitter, but you need to include the hashtag. It's hashtag LegionQA. If you don't include that hashtag, they're not going to see your question, So you need to put that in there.
1: Also, if your Twitter handle is something offensive or stupid, they probably won't answer that either.
2: They, yeah, they, yeah. They that they they won't answer your question if it's buts buts butts, butts. you're probably not gonna yeah. get them. i mean that's you know maybe but <laughs> no
0: <laughs> all right um i guess at this point we should move on to emails because the show's just about
2: half over yeah we yeah. should but before we do that let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsor and do you like surprises i hate surprises then you love oh do you like food and stuff well yeah then you'll love Degusta
0: Box, a monthly subscription which delivers 10 to 15 delicious items straight to your front door. With Degusta Box, you'll receive items which are brand new to the market or food and drinks you might never have thought to try before.
2: How exciting! How do I sign up?
0: Head over to blizzardwatch.com slash Degusta Box and use the discount code Degusta10 to get $10 off your first box. Uh, in all seriousness, Degusta Box is a pretty cool service. I subscribe to it. I genuinely
2: enjoy it. So it seems like something you'd enjoy check it out get yourself some funky food
0: so if you want to send us an email to the show please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com we love to get emails on any subject um if at all possible you can keep it below a novel that'd be great because sometimes we get emails we'd like to answer but they are literally books and it's very hard to work those into the show uh, but, you know, anything, any subject, uh, any game Blizzard has uh, can be lore, it can be gameplay, it can be rating, it can be, you know, how much you just really love gnomes and you just want to rub all yourself all over them. Whatever. We'll, we'll talk about whatever. The no. That last one can some sense. No, censor.
2: we're not going to talk about that last one.
0: But yeah, We'll see. Well. I've, I I select emails. I might put in the gnome one. Uh, but, yeah, Anne's going to do our emails for us this week. So if you would, Anne.
2: Okay, first email says, Hey guys, I've been playing WoW since Burning Crusade, and I've always been one of those players that loves the game, but never really got into the lore. I decided to pick up Chronicle, as it sounded like it would be a good summary of early lore, and I loved it. It was really cool to get some of the context around the foundation of the world I'd been exploring for so long, and to connect some of the events I had experienced in WoW. The problem is, it's sort of changed the way I want to play the game. Usually, in video games, I've always enjoyed being one of the good guys fighting evil. I've almost never wanted to play a bad guy. I currently have a level 100 of all classes and about 20 other tunes of various specs and races. But after reading Chronicle and studying the chart of Cosmic Forces, I want to only play classes and specs that are of the light. Sometimes the distinction is obvious. For example, Warlocks and Undead are definitely on the dark side, while Paladins and Holy Priests are of the light. But what about the less obvious classes and specs like Hunters and Warriors? And where do Rogues get their stealth ability? So here's the question, finally. Could you please tell me how you would separate classes and specs into order, life, and light versus disorder, death, and shadow? Second quick question. Do we know yet when Chronicle 2 is coming out? Thanks for all you do. Um, Chronicle 2, we do not have a release date for that yet. I'll just answer that right off the bat because we don't. But nope. as for the oh, rest yeah. of it, go ahead, you guys. Tackle well, it. Uh, r- Obviously,
1: quickly, oh, Sorry. Ahead. This person's from my old server. Uh, I transferred to... Blade's Edge in Burning Crusade. and Really? Yeah, I was there. Cool. They they opened up free transfers because Dragon Blight was super packed. So I transferred there at the beginning of BC, and I was there up until a year or two ago, I think, um, to follow the raid scene. But yeah. Hello, Blade's Edge person.
0: I'll just come out and say that some classes don't really have a light-darkness spin. I mean... Melee classes typically don't yeah i mean there's you know like death knights yeah they kind of
2: death's in the name they're undead they 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 fall under the undead side of the spectrum and i mean they might be doing good things or what they think are good things but they're still undead
0: rogues are morally shady but not like cosmically slash you know it's not like they're they're not out invoking fell forces they might do something sneaky but it's it's personally sneaky the the rogues are
2: about
1: themselves more than where do else.
2: rogues get their stealth ability practice they're,
1: yeah they're, they're sneaky. so <laughs> yeah so th- there's actually shadow priests have um i'm blanking on the name but i'm gonna peek at my ui real quick yeah they have what is it where are you spectral guys and spectral guys is basically vanish um but that's using shadow magic to do that, and it's not like like it's a temporary Way thing. Way to steal so, a
2: rogue ability. Thanks, Shadow Priest.
1: No problem. But that's kind of one of those things where that one, um, you know, is obviously I'm a spellcaster, yeah. so I'm using shadow magic to do that.
0: Whereas rogues um, are just that good at being sneaky. Yeah. It's just everything rogues do, it's it's just that good at being sneaky. Just like
2: they're exceptionally. Warriors exceptionally yeah. good at the whole so subterfuge with thing. with warriors, it's like I'm just
0: that mad at you.
2: I'm just what, so what
0: incredibly angry that I can use a sword the size of a tree, and, and then the, another sword the size of a tree, and hit you with both of them at once. And the so, angrier
2: I am, the harder I can hit you.
0: Rossi,
1: which, how, do you, how do you reconcile that with the fact, though, that the warrior hall and Legion is basically Valhalla?
0: It's pretty easy to reconcile because uh, Odin is not of the light in any way, shape, or form. Odin is very much the jerk of the gods. It makes perfect sense that we'd work with him. Okay. Like, yeah, we're the jerks. That we're 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 the jerks of Azeroth who get mad at everybody and yell at everyone, and, and, and that's what he does. Yeah. So they you know, can
1: live in like a, a heavenly type place.
0: Is that with... his
2: official title?
0: What jerk who yells at people? <laughs> jerk <laughs> of the gods is that like his of official title? Yes. Odin is basically that guy who you know he comes to the drive-through and you you made a mistake on his order and he just won't stop for an hour and a half telling you <laughs> everything wrong you did. Uh, no, it's the Valhalla type thing. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, the Titans, they're like they can use the light, but they're not of the light. They they have, you know, they're more of a broad spectrum order type thing. Valhalla definitely doesn't the The, the Halls of Valhalla doesn't feel like it has a cosmological importance to your character. You're there to do a job like he brings you up because he can't get his army out and he needs somebody who's still alive to do the
1: work because like his guys can't leave. So it's That's, a location. I can't go
2: physically be a jerk. I need you to do that for me, please. But the,
1: the location also, has nothing to do with the actual association. Basically.
0: Yeah. It's basically okay. just, you know, you're just working there. Like seriously, the thing about warriors and, and wow is that they very much are the punch card class. They come in, punch a clock, do their gig and then leave. It's, It's not like druids. Druids are very much nature. They're, they're oriented with like life and, and positivity to a degree. Although they also embody nature's wilder aspects, the viciousness and so forth. They turn into things and, and it's all part of their ethos. You know, the, 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 the nature, I don't want to say nature worship, but nature reverence. Um, Shamans very much balance out the, the, elemental forces. So They're they're not I wouldn't call them light, certainly, but they're not. They're kind of sitting
2: in the crux of everything. Are they
1: They, more like life slash order?
0: I would put them in like I would put them in order, but only because they have to balance out everything. See, I I wouldn't even put them in order, though, because I a lot. Only because the only reason I'm saying that is because there's the dark shaman.
2: Yeah.
0: And you're right. Order isn't even right. They are very much they stand on the on the point. And they try and keep everything in balance. They're very similar to monks in that way. Both monks and shaman are very much not about making, you know, hard and fast ethical judgments. They're about, you know, keeping everything balanced.
1: Okay, so, so go, going down the class line, uh, death knights obviously death. Shadow priests, shadow. Well, I guess priests in general can be shadow and light. Uh, oh, warlocks. Yeah. Warlocks would be I Fel. guess disorder. Fel. Fell. Fell disorder. Mages would
0: be order because the arcane stuff is
1: said to be from order. Yeah. Okay, we and you said monks and shamans were both kind of order balance.
0: No, I would definitely be she Anne was right. You would put them in the middle.
1: You would, in they're in the not. middle. Okay, so in the middle. Um what's druids order. Nature. Nature. Um Rogues and Warriors. In, in the, the middle. middle. In the middle, don't care. Yeah. Uh demon hunters.
2: Mm, definitely pretty felly. Felly. Yeah, you, they're kind of using yeah. the fell.
1: Uh, I
0: actually ate a demon, and now it's inside me, constantly <laughs> trying to control me, yeah yeah' they're pretty, pretty <laughs> evil, yeah
2: Paladins,
1: paladins with the light you, even like retribution paladins and oh, probably yeah it's
2: all light. light it's all light based
1: uh is there another class I'm forgetting uh hunters? hunters yeah hunters I
2: think sit in the middle sit in the middle i I'd, I'd give it like
0: a slight tint towards like nature and life just because they you know they go out in it. But they're hunting it. It, It's not like druids are much stronger
2: in that direction because they actually embody it. Whereas hunters just kind of have to learn how to get along in there. I'm pretty much of the opinion, like with the cosmology chart, as far as the cosmology chart goes, every class and every race on Azeroth sits firmly in the middle of that chart. They're smack on the mortality level of things. They borrow elements from the outer circles but they aren't actually, they don't like exist in those outer circles or anything. It's just where they're aligned. If that makes sense.
1: So so real quick, um, because I play a shadow priest. Shadow priests and holy priests are like polar opposites. Right. Uh, One of them borrows
2: from the light, the other borrows from the shadow and the void. And
1: and we just kind of lumped all of the classes like on a class level are there any other classes like shadow priests where you'd say they have specs that kind of are on the opposite sides or are, are most of them generally
0: no kind I, I think shadow area. priests are kind of unique in that regard just because you've got shadow priests who tap into like one cosmic force you've got holy priests who tap into the other and then you've got discipline which kind of touches both yeah discipline is kind of like i like i like the shadowy stuff but i also like the light stuff i'm gonna use them both
1: <laughs> yeah okay so pretty much the the ordering we did kind of makes sense, except for priests, which have sort of suborders.
2: I just, I would put, I would lump everybody in the middle of that cosmology yeah. chart. Like, all of the mortal Azer- mortals of Azeroth exist in the center of that chart, but where they borrow their powers from, that's where the outer aspects yeah. of that grid come into play. And as warriors far as, rogues, like, warriors, rogues, hunters... I think it's just warriors, rogues, and hunters, really. I don't think that they borrow from anything. I think hunters may lean a little bit towards the nature side of things just because of who they are and what they do. Like, they have a natural affinity kind of thing, but I don't think that they borrow any kind of, like, magic, per se. It's all all really.
0: Warrior stuff is entirely inborn.
2: I I would almost. It all
0: comes from the in. It just comes from you. How angry are you? Whereas rogue stuff is sort of about how clever you are. Right. How well how well do you get around things? How well sneaky are
2: you? How or a combat rogue is how lucky are you? And how 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 hard can you stab something before yeah, yeah. it dies? Um as far as monks go, I think that mug, monks probably lean more towards nature just based on the spells that they do and everything else, but I I do think that they they're kind of like hand in hand with the shaman almost, but I think that they're a little more nature leaning than anything else. Um, yeah.
1: yeah okay I mean
0: that I agree with the, all that if you want straight up fell uh, then you go warlock or, or demon hunter those dudes are yeah. it yeah, up. yeah De- just...
2: demon hunter is pretty much it's like warlock only warlock extreme <laughs> they're like warlock they melee warlocks
0: they yeah. are they are seriously they are melee warlocks they are like every dream warlocks ever had of metamorphosis being useful <laughs> well now we just made a whole class you know it's yeah. that's what they are like to me
2: okay well our next email comes from Pelagius Um, and it says, dear watchers, two quick questions for you today from Pelagius Beast Mastery Hunter on Moonrunner. Yes, Matt, named after the Irish Theologian, my male characters tend to have scholars' names. So, I guess if you're familiar with that name, Rossi, that would be why. It was very deliberate. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, question number one, uh, Pelagius wants to know, will we keep our garrison, hearthstones, and legion, or get at our garrison some other way? Um...
1: I didn't lose my Hearthstone.
2: Yeah, I haven't beta. lost mine on beta. Have you lost yours, Mitch? Nope.
1: Uh, we actually do, though, get a Dalaran Hearthstone. Yes. So so the Dalaran Hearthstone is the like Legion equivalent of the Garrison Hearthstone. They aren't
2: filling our bags with armor anymore, so they've decided to start filling them with Hearthstones instead, which I
1: am totally okay with. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like they, the whole
2: teleport get around they had,
1: thing. Yeah, they had ports to the class halls originally. Um, and then they took those out because they wanted people. I don't know. They wanted a different approach to the class halls, I guess. Um, well, they wanted
0: people to actually have to get to the, the, the class halls via Dalaran, so you still see people in. Yeah, Dalaran. exactly. And, and the
1: other if thing everybody that just was,
2: had a Hearthstone for their class hall, guess where they'd be all the time, always. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: and it made it super convenient because there was no cooldown on the class hall thing, so you could use that as a pseudo Hearth to Dalaran. Yep. Um, so they put class hall portals in or around Dalaran and now you get after you do the like introductory thing where Dalaran teleports to the broken isles the reward for that is the Dalaran hearthstone uh which yeah, and it's you,
2: very similar to the garrison hearthstone you use it and it takes you to Dalaran
1: I'm pretty yep. sure Oof. it's a pink version of the like the icon is a pink version of the garrison hearthstone
2: does that look pink to you it looks purple oh, it's to me. purple
1: yeah I, I well I'm, I don't have it in I thought
2: you just got a new video card come on Mitch
1: my eyes aren't special or they're very special, whichever interpretation. Your yeah. spectral
2: sight is not showing yeah. you what you need to see, <laughs> <laughs> namely color. Okay. So the second question for Bellagio says, I I like to think I know my lore, but I'm still not really clear on what happened to the Scarlet Crusaders. What exactly is with all the undeadness they've got? Okay. Oh boy. So that's like what I've been covering kind of a little bit sort of retro like Side by side with what I'm covering in Know Your Lore right now with Tyrion Fordrink. But yeah, Scarlet Crusade. It's kind of sad what happened to them.
0: You're going to go with it? Oh, okay. No, go ahead.
2: Well, it, part Let's of it interject is because... Of, at some yeah. point, probably.
0: Part of it's related to if you ever did the Death Knight starting zone, you the Scarlet commander at the time, um, uh, High General Abendus, basically started having visions. And the visions were like... No, forget everything you're doing down there in, in, in the plague lands and, and come north to Northrend, to to to, to North which is nice in North Randy. So she uh got up a whole bunch of crusaders and basically left. Uh they, they evacuated to,
2: to from what where, where was it, Tears Hand? Um it was tears hand yeah like the back of tears hand basically yeah. what happened those visions that she got were like wow you think the scourge is bad in the plague lands man you should go to northern because it's really bad up there and also you could fight like the source of it all you could battle the lich king that'd be great wouldn't it you should totally go do that <laughs> and abendis was like yeah it sounds like a wonderful idea because that it, it sounds tree. wonderful
0: well, she was like, yeah, she was deluded because she thought it was the light sending her vision. She
2: um, thought it was the light sending her vision. So she formed yeah. the Scarlet Onslaught, which was yeah. basically the force of Scarlet Crusaders that went to Northern. Anyway, and continue. When, when, when she did
0: that, she basically took everybody who could fight. Like if they could even remotely fight, they went north. This left the Scarlet Crusaders that were left kind of weak. They were down strength. At the same time, the Lich King was attacking like, if you play the, the Death Knight starting zone, you're attacking the Scarlet Crusade. You're killing them and, you know, dressing up as them and getting their secret orders and so forth. So they were already at a disadvantage. Around this time, Balnazar, like, if you remember him from the original um, Scarlet Crusade bastion inside Stratholme, he was secretly inside Satan Dathrothan, and then they you killed him and cut off his head to show everybody that he wasn't really... The guy he you thought he was, the Balnazar is a dreadlord. Dreadlords don't die just because you stab them a few times. Balnazar showed they back. They come up. back. Yeah, Balnazar showed back up and basically turned every single crusader within reach of him into a risen undead. They're not, they're not forsaken and they're not scourge. They're straight up animated by the, the, the Burning Legion's power. The Nathrezim have, the, you know, they're into that whole necromancy thing. So this new force of risen he then used to try and convert the rest of the crusade. And he had a lot of success. He didn't get the monastery. Scarlet monastery is still relatively at that time was still relatively Scarlet monastery esque There were people in it, Um, but he got, he got tears hand and he got everybody in, in Strat, the, the Strat, on, you know contingent of, of scarlet crusaders he got them and basically turned it so it was pretty actually really sad if you knew like if you were playing back in vanilla and you did the, the Nax stuff and the scarlet crusade sent a contingent to light's hope to help fight um Nax-Ramas, all those people were now turned in undead
2: it they became the one thing that they had pretty much formed to eradicate mm-hmm. which is kind and- of like cruel this,
1: twist of fate or whatever it's sort of kind of on a larger level isn't it similar to what happened to Lillian Voss? because she I mean didn't she fight as a Scarlet crusader
2: a, no well she was she was part of the scarlet crusade and she died and then later on she was risen as a forsaken yeah and yeah. So she it's, immediately it's, like the first thing she did she looked in a mirror and she was just absolutely terrified because she'd become the thing that she had devoted her life to taking out Um, the difference is that lillian voss still has free will yeah
1: yeah so but if you've played the lillian voss storyline those sort of emotional beats are kind of what these people were going through
0: except that they don't
2: have the ability they they weren't going
1: they weren't going through it but it's sort of what happened to them with less control it, it,
2: it's kind of a tragic thing as far as the scarlet onslaught goes they went up to northern and did not meet with happy ends there and no, were uh, mostly wiped out
0: abendis got killed by the alliance or the horde depending on you know it's one of those things where both factions have a quest to go kill her which in, in my mind is a huge waste of abendis she was an amazing character yeah. but yet yeah, they send they, she gets killed and it turns out that if you again, if you played in vanilla, there was like all these like there were statues and all these notes and so forth telling you about you know High Admiral Baron Westwind and how he, how he sailed north to Northrend and no one ever saw him again. Yeah. When you get to Northrend, he's in the the, the scarlets. The scarlets have a Bas- scarlet onslaught has a town. He's in it. I think it's called New Hearthland. He's in the cathedral there, and he's he's right there next to Bendis, telling her it's great that you've come. We're gonna like totally take care of everything. Uh, when she gets killed, he just walks up and goes, "Well, I was done with her anyway," and,
2: and he, he walks out.
0: Yeah, and later on, I, I feel I'm spoiling a like six year old, ex- eight year old expansion at this point. But later on, you it's discover it's cool that, stuff
2: though. So. Yeah,
0: you discover that Admiral Westwind is up in in Ice Crown. He's got a whole new Scarlet Bastion, and he's totally gonna take out. He's, he's fighting taken the, the remnants,
2: what's left of the onslaught, brought them up there. Yeah, and they're they're setting up base.
0: They're gonna go attack the Lich King. And after the Death Knights are like, we don't like this guy. There's something weird about him. Um, trust us, we know from creepy dark death magic. This dude's loaded with it. And look at all these weird priests he has. If he's so into the light, why are all these shadowy priests with like shadowy priests are the worst thing. They're ultimate evil. They must be destroyed at all costs. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Death- I'm just saying that the the point that he was making was that this is not what you do. Like, if you're into the light, you do not have dark, shadowy ravens flying around everywhere in the sky around you and you turn into a shadowy bird. That's just that's not it. That's not how we do things. So you go over and you, you you investigate. and It turns out that Admiral Westwind is dead, really dead, extremely dead. And he's a flesh suit for Mal'Ganis.
1: Yeah. yeah. So those, Mal'Ganis those Scarlet is... people have an issue with uh, Dreadlords pretending to be them. Yeah, it's it's not working out for
2: him. I remember bit. when I first ran into that, like he first dropped the guys and it was Mal'Ganis and my immediate reaction was, <gasps> like, I oh, freaked out. What? I, I freaked out because I've been wondering where the heck he was. You know what mm-hmm. I want to do now?
1: I want to go onto the beta and use Spectral Sight uh, on the human version. If if he is he is there a human version of him in Northland oh, yeah. still or is it okay he should be in a cave
2: I, if nothing else
1: okay I want to go test that out and see if that works on him
2: see if it see if it shows him as a demon you could yeah. see if, if you're a north, demon hunter <laughs> go, to north, go to New Hearthland first. That, that would be really cool if it does it but yeah, yeah that that whole storyline basically what happened to the Scarlet Crusade was they pretty much got wiped out. The ones that aren't risen aren't alive anymore. And the ones that are risen aren't alive anymore. Um, Hearthglen itself has been kind of cleaned out. Tyrion Fordring's there now. And it's become kind of like a, a stronghold for the Argent Crusade. Or what's only thing, left of the Argent Crusade in the Silver Hand. The only place that even has any real kind of Scarlet
0: Crusade presence left is still Scarlet Monastery. And yeah. it's only about half of that. It's like their yeah.
2: last bastion of space. Yes,
1: another no. one down
2: but um the people that are left there are not the strongest and smartest that the scarlet no. crusade had to offer all there of those people they're gone
1: they also um mysteriously became russian with the cataclysm so
2: <laughs> well yeah. as did everybody <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about but the, that's okay
1: the, all all of the scarlet people one monk no
0: this that one monk boss who
1: talks like a slightly russian accent Oh, that's okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, I don't think it was with the Cataclysm, though. I think they did the revamp in Mists of Pandaria. But still, yeah. the, the revamp gave them Russian accents.
2: Weird. Yeah. I did not notice this, but then I don't usually have, like, those files, like the the sound files turned on when I'm just doing a dungeon. All right. Yeah. So uh, next question is from Caroman, who says, long live the Dark Lady. Sure. We'll we'll go ahead and get behind I that. I agree with that. Something. Sort of.
0: I'm okay. throwing that out there. Um just she can't really be alive, but whatever.
2: As a warning, this is this involves the Warcraft movie. So if you still haven't seen the Warcraft movie, you may want to like fast forward 5 to 10 minutes maybe. Um if you don't care about movie spoilers, keep listening.
1: Well, so five, this is the end of the show.
2: Car car oh yeah Well, yeah. Okay. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you should just turn off the show here. It's what we're saying. (laughs) We'll see you next week. So, uh, Carlman, he says, greetings, Council of the Watch. I'm Caraman, Forsaken Warlock of Kel'Thalas, and I play a 34 human bioengineer on Earth. Oh, okay. (laughs) Ah. What do you mean a bioengineer? Oh, you mean like in real life. Okay. Anyway, uh, he says, recently the Warcraft movie arrived in my country, Chile, and a couple of questions arose. If Garona is Medivh's daughter in this continuity, is she half Sargeras's as well? Like the Sargeras stain passed from age Wind to Medivh, may it have passed then from Medivh to his offspring? Um. So let's let's discuss that first.
0: Well, we, first off, we don't even know that that's how he got that way in this movie. Yeah, that's that's not
2: that hasn't been defined.
0: Yeah. Um. Secondly, didn't see
2: his mom. We saw Glenn Close in a box. Yeah, and
0: so we don't <laughs> you know. We don't even know how Medivh became the guardian. It's not. You know, strictly speaking, it's we don't know. If, there seems
2: if... to be a different way that that's determined now, because yeah. it was like Cadgar was in training to become the Guardian. And I'm like that. Well, he's one of many in training. Apparently. Right. And then right, he quit, And he quit Guardian training at an early he age. He quit Guardian training. So, like, that's different altogether. Because, you know, in established lore, it's like there's yeah. the Council of Tearsfall and they choose. I mean, they have like groups. Obviously, Age was part of a group. That was brought in to like test their potential with the Council of Tearswall, but it was all this very secret society thing, and they didn't really mention it to anybody per se. Um, yeah. so yeah, it just it, I don't know that that struck of- me as a little odd because Cadgar just shows up and he's like, "No, I renounced training for being a guardian," and I'm like, "Wow, you could do that? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> also,
0: we we don't even know like I know that medieval turns into something that looks a lot like Sargeras. Yeah, but. We don't we don't strictly speaking, A, know that that was Sargeras, B, know how the fell affected him or C, know if the fell passes on in that way. Like, yeah. The reason Thrall is bright green and felly is because Gul'dan did stuff.
2: He hoovered a deer and put that yeah. into Thrall. Yeah, there was there Thrall was some... is at least five percent deer now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: which explains these this lovely antlers later but no it, it, so now no um, we
2: don't
0: we don't, don't throw furion <gasps> oh my god thrall hats oh, hush gosh. hush agra um anyway um hush, so yeah, hush, we, have, we have no idea what what's going on with that so yeah i wouldn't we'll the, find the out biggest,
1: the biggest thing there though is despite the first two uh, the third really matters in terms of passing on like this question is asking. So even even if that was Sargeras, even if the fell affected him in a certain way, the passing on is the big thing that we just don't know.
0: Yeah, we have no idea.
2: It wasn't really defined in the movie because it didn't really need to be, per se. It didn't have so much to do with the story as it was being told. Uh, second question is... Uh, I went to see the movie with a friend that knows nothing of the universe and he loved it, as did I. Then, if it is at least a very entertaining, entertaining film with good CGI and well-thought-out battle scenes, why was it so critically destroyed? Why ranking it lower than Dragon Ball Evolution, Batman vs. Superman, Battlefield Earth, etc.? Am I so far removed from reality and so blinded by fandom that I cannot see that it is practically the worst movie <laughs> ever made?
0: First off, I liked Batman v Superman.
2: And uh- you aren't blind it's i think i think a lot of that had to do with just critics going in so with the preconception oh my gosh i gotta go see a video game movie i have no interest in video games they're lame i'm
0: gonna put this out there i I wrote something about this a little while on twitter and i I think it's true enough before marvel made it cool yeah people did not like superhero movies absolutely not to this day when Marvel puts out a movie, it doesn't matter if that movie isn't really... Like, Marvel can put out a movie that's a that's an okay movie, and people will act like it is the greatest thing ever just yeah. because they've they've grown to give Marvel a pass. It doesn't mean Marvel is putting out bad Age movies. Age of Ultron?
2: People. Not yeah. so good. The, I'm okay, am just saying. This,
1: there's, there's another comparison, and I'm stealing this from Alex because I still think this is one of the, the most perfect points made about the movie. The Fast and Furious franchise, uh, it was just destroyed by critics the first couple of movies. Uh, and Everybody thought on, it was so lame. You look on Rotten Tomatoes and they have like 30 some percent and you know as, I don't know when exactly but starting you know a couple movies into the series the reviews just skyrocketed. And it's, not it's
0: after Tokyo it, Drift.
1: It's, Tokyo it's Drift not because changed. the movies changed. They did not suddenly become deep you know story driven things with cars. It's just that people realized what the, these <laughs> are cars. What the movies were trying to be was just fun, crazy, car-exploding madness. Um, And just, they were, for entertainment. People wanted to have fun. Uh, So I think it's, it's very similar to that, where the critics were like, one, they were kind of, it seemed to be the cool thing to criticize the Warcraft movie. Two, it's, I don't think they realize what it's trying to be. And I think, you know eventually you might give it time it could be like the fast and furious where it doesn't change but the opinions change and that kind of is reflected in the reviews i'm just going to
0: straight up say that the movie got slagged for things that other movies have done in recent memory and been been much better received for oh yeah i I went and saw i honestly feel like when i went and saw the star wars the force unleashed i liked it and i didn't expect to because i'm a little i'm a little annoyed with star wars fandom but i went and saw it i liked it the acting was good and the, the story, I wasn't all that thrilled with the story, quite frankly, but it held on long enough for these characters to grip me. Like, the story was good enough that the characters could come out and be, look how cool we are. And I would be like, okay, I'm having a good time. I feel like a lot of the criticism of, of Warcraft's story was from people who didn't actually pay attention to the movie. Like, they weren't watching it. You want to know what the story is, the movie will tell you. I don't get this. Why is this happening? She just said.
1: Yeah, and like I mean the character, the, the character like, right there just told you who she is. There if were you definitely, don't know who she is at this point, then there were definitely reviews where I was like, "Okay, that is a valid criticism." Yeah, but it's, it's, not it's the kind best of ever saw, but, but, but but what seemed to happen is they would take you know if the criticism is story pacing, um, and let's just hypothetically put this on a grade scale, story pacing, another movie might get you know minus one or two grades for it. Warcraft would get minus double for it for some reason. So they seem to, like you said, take stuff that other movies would get criticized for and mark it down doubly for it, for whatever reason. It, like, it, because it, it's a
2: video game movie, yeah, and everybody I mean, was like... It's right there.
1: Ha ha ha, video game movies.
2: Video yeah. games are dumb. Nobody likes video games. Plus, I mean, These are lame. I'm a honestly, critic. I should be. I should be reviewing Oscar-winning material. This was not written or produced as Oscar-winning material, it's a movie to go have a good time at. And in that, I think it totally succeeded. Were there there points where it could have improved? Yes, because I did feel like the first half of the movie did feel a little rushed to me. But at the same time, if I can sit through a movie and watch the whole thing, and, you know, a two-hour film, and it doesn't feel like I've been sitting in a theater for two hours, that's a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, good, cool, that kept me entertained, great. And it was... I liked it even better on a second viewing, so there's that. There are there are movies
0: like a lot of video game movies are like the UE ball produced crap where they don't care about the franchise and they don't care about, you know, the people watching it either. This movie clearly was neither of those things.
2: And we got so, we got so many terrible, terrible superhero movies before Marvel kind of like hit yeah. the magic button, as it were. So I mean I don't know I think that if they make another Warcraft movie I think it's going to be even better than this one was and I think they're going to be able to do more with it and I mm-hmm. hope that they do I really do.
1: Oh I do too <laughs> the, the funny thing is my biggest hope for them making sequels is it's not be, well it is the biggest motivation is that I want to see the Lich King story in film and I know that's not what they're going to jump to next but good God I really hope they make it that far.
2: I would love to see Arthas on the big screen. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know if we're ever going to get there, but I think it would be really cool if I saw that in my lifetime. Thank you. Please, somebody take a note. Um, as far <laughs> as critics for the film go, all you have to do is look at the reviews. I mean, the critic reviews, yes, they tank the movie. But if you look at the people that went and saw it, what their reviews are, it's I think it's like at about 70%, 75 80%, somewhere in there. I'd give it a solid B. Do I yeah. think it's a master cinematic? masterpiece whatever no not necessarily but I went I had a good time I really enjoyed it it gave me a lot to think about really that's all I can ask for yeah Anyway, that kind of wraps us up for emails and we should probably start wrapping up the show here too. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your answers or your questions answered on our podcast or the queue and an ad-free site experience. Thanks, Ann. Please remember to send any emails to the show to podcast at blizzardwatch.com.
0: Um, we like getting emails and we love answering them here on the show Uh, I'm Matt Rossi, thank you very much for listening to the Blizzard Watch podcast and please be reminded we're going to be here next week a day earlier for if you're watching the live show, Um, we'll be here Monday so please come and listen to us Monday, have a good week